0: The Virginian by Owen Wister is widely considered to be the first Western novel. With the mountains and plains of frontier Wyoming as a backdrop, this book paints a picture of the Old West that might be unfamiliar to modern moviegoers. Wister's frontier is less gritty with a sanitized kind of violence that would draw laughs today. But it set in motion many of the tropes and themes of the American Western, from the showdown to the strong silent cowboy as protagonist. We live in New Mexico, but somehow neither of us had read this groundbreaking novel. So let's pop open a bottle of Wyoming whiskey and see how this 120-year-old book holds up. It's time for episode 46 of Toasting the Classics, The Virginian. Welcome to Toasting the Classics. This is the podcast where we take something that people call a classic, we talk about it, drink something inspired by it, and decide whether it still gets to be called a classic according to the likes of us here. Like classic cars, classic houses. It could be, could be. Free choice on that free choice week. That'd be difficult. It'd be hard to get a a car in here. It would be. We'd have to like sit in the car and drive it really fast. We could do like one of those
1: old uh, fraternity pranks where we take it apart and put it back together again.
0: Like in the room. Yeah, Yeah, in the room. There you go. I think they've done that before. So what are we doing this week? We are doing Since your pick. Since I foisted it, yeah. I will let you talk about it.
1: Okay. Well, we are doing your pick. It is called The uh, The Virginian, A uh-huh. Horseman of the Plains.
0: Did not catch the subtitle, actually. The subtitle, actually. It, yeah. yeah.
1: Um, written in 19... Well, published in 1902. Written by yeah. Owen
0: Wister. Owen Wister. Do you know, Did you learn anything about Owen Wister? I actually didn't take the chance to read anything about the <laughs> author. I did. I did read a little bit about... I read the book. Okay. I did actually read the book. I read about the book. But then I was like, I should have looked up Owen Wister because I have no idea...
1: Okay, well, first of all, what this else is a really long, long book. Let's, do you have something not to drink? Not too bad. Let, not you, too bad. I hope you have something bad. to drink. Yes, I, I do. do. So I need, I need a drink.
0: As this. I said last time, I told everybody, I hope you got some Wyoming whiskey. I would not have driven all the way down to El Paso for oh. Wyoming whiskey, but I happened to be there, so I stopped okay. into Total Wine. It's a good choice. Yeah, it's good. I had, I had a couple of sips of it while I was camping with the kids, so i, I could, hope uh, i can tell
1: you a little bit about it i think the person who put together the mash bill was the master distiller for makers market one time but
0: this can't be a bourbon properly. It, it is a bourbon yeah i thought it can't be a bourbon if it's not made in kentucky it can, yeah. You can, you can. I thought make, that was like, yeah, uh, like champagne it. or something. Yeah, well, like
1: that. no, it's 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 a bourbon. It's an American bourbon. Oh, okay. It's not a not a Kentucky bourbon.
0: I, I literally thought that it couldn't be called that, but there it is, right there. Small yeah. batch bur- bourbon whiskey distilled, barreled, and bottled right. in Kirby, Wyoming. I don't know where that is. But uh, it, big it, fan it, of it, Wyoming. It, it
1: doesn't say, like I said, it doesn't say Kentucky whiskey. Just like can't say Tennessee whiskey for anything made outside of Tennessee, right? But it's a really good whiskey. Definitely uh, recommend it. Is it is good.
0: It is good. I took the kids camping out near Carlsbad uh-huh. um, over the last couple of days because they oh, were okay. out for the week. Yeah. Got a cabin at the KOA wow. Carlsbad, yeah. Yeah. which is 30 miles past the town of Carlsbad, right. which That's is actually, 20 miles it's past It's actually past like the,
1: going towards Hobbs, I think. It's almost it? to Artesia. Yeah, yeah Artesia it's, rather. It's yeah. way, yeah. way up there. Yeah, it's like yeah. towards
0: Roswell and Artesia. I, I could have told you that. I, I didn't I didn't know. I didn't think to look up, was the Carlsbad KOA actually anywhere near Carlsbad? White
1: White. City would be a cool place to stay because that's uh-huh, where the uh, yeah. caverns are.
0: First time I came to New Mexico, the first place I ever went camping was White City because mm-hmm. we just went directly to Carlsbad Caverns. Right. I'd never been in a desert in my life, and we mm-hmm. camped right under the lights at mm-hmm. White City, and the tent was just covered in bugs. <laughs> I got stung by a scorpion while <laughs> oh, I was geez. sleeping. Like it was, I was <laughs> yeah. like, I don't think I like the desert. Well, I, I, I can't imagine myself ever living in a everything place in like the New desert. Mexico.
1: Everything in the desert is trying to kill you.
0: Yes. Cheers, by the way. Essentially, cheers. Anything particular about the Wyoming whiskey that you know? 88 proof?
1: Just that. It act- actually tastes a lot like Baker's Mark. I mean, it really does. It's uh, hmm. it's.
0: uh, Let me give it a shot. Sure. I haven't had it on ice. I just had it in a uh, solo cup in the cabin <laughs> with the kids. Had, a had, little it in, taste. had
1: it in a sippy cup.
0: It smells pretty strong. Yeah. 88 proof is pretty strong. I guess.
1: Yeah, it actually is. Baker's Mark's about 95.
0: Oh, that's good. It's not sweet. Yeah.
1: No, it's it's a uh, high rye, I think is what it is. That's so, what it tastes like. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it has a lot of rye in it. A little peppery.
0: Yeah. I wish I knew where Kirby was because I really like Wyoming. Wyoming is like... One of my favorite. I've only places, been to Cheyenne.
1: Like Cheyenne. Cheyenne's the only. Cheyenne's kind yeah. of a dump,
0: honestly. Cheyenne's is. just sort of a small town. I mean, it's yeah. fine, but uh, it's kind of run down and seedy. There's a mm. couple of towns in Wyoming like that. What is that other one? Rock Springs mm. is very similar. It's out in western Wyoming, okay. and it's just sort of an old mining town that's just kind of seedy and creepy. Mm. The rest of the state is beautiful. Like yeah. when you get out of the towns, the towns in if Jackson, Jackson, Wyoming is a really nice place. Oh yeah, absolutely. Otherwise. Um, the towns are not Wyoming putting its best foot forward. Laramie is a right. dumpy little. You know, yeah, like I've heard that about it's Laramie. It's a college town. You'd think it would be cool. Right. It's okay, but it's not.
1: The uh, novel is set in Wyoming, which is what we're talking about Wyoming. That's so right. That's why we
0: have Wyoming whiskey in front of us today. So why, why don't you give us a summary? novel is g- set in Wyoming. G- there's a little bit of Idaho, a little bit of Montana. Yeah. Essentially Yellowstone country. Yeah, Yellowstone. So you,
1: give us a synopsis.
0: Uh, the synopsis is that a narrator, who I don't think we get a name for him, from the East, comes out West to work with a judge. Unspecified reasons why he works for the judge. Um, not, not work. He's there as a guest. Okay, but, but why? But he's doing uh, – well, What is the, he, a newspaper man or something? I the judge really invited him.
1: Well, he's a dude. Yeah. I mean, he's from New York. And, and, okay, and he, we need to get into what a dude is okay. at
0: some point because well, there's, there's a couple com- – <laughs> Actually, I don't think it gets used that much. No, well, There's a lot of other ones. Cow puncher, Russ, tenderfoot. rustler. Well, he's, rustler. A tender,
1: he's a tenderfoot.
0: He's a tender. I know what yeah, a tenderfoot yeah. is. Okay. Tenderfoot's clear.
1: But but it's, it's sort of, it's, it's intimated that the judge is from back east. They are a well-heeled people. Uh, okay. Okay? Because the judge goes back east. Matter of fact, he was a guest of the narrator back east, and they had dinner and
0: everything else. Okay, so maybe he's just visiting. They're just I think they're, they're friends. I, I'm come, assuming, yeah. like, okay. they're
1: family friends or something like that. Because this guy seems younger. I think at one time he mentions he's yeah, like I think so like twenty he's about years the or same like age
0: that. as the Virginian.
1: I think he's younger than the Virginian. Okay, Virginian's
0: hovering th- around thirty, a little, little bit this, side, this twenty he, side 24, of 30, right twenty
1: four when he first meets him, and then he's like and it goes on for like several twenty nine yeah, yeah that's yeah, right, twenty nine that's right book goes on for yeah. several
0: years because the woman strings him along for. God, we're going to get years and we're, years. We're going to get into that. Reminded me of high school. <laughs>
1: we're going to get into that.
0: Yeah, but uh, so if it's, you're out in Wyoming on the frontier, and there's literally so, one woman in town. She can <laughs> so she it. can choose her fellow, right. so I guess she can do okay, what she wants. So,
1: so we have the narrator.
0: Yeah, so the narrator um, comes out to stay, meets this guy, the Virginian. The relationship between them, we'll talk about that over the course of the show. Um, mm-hmm. But he's just kind of fascinated with this guy, the Virginian. Yeah. It's just this Western BA you know, for lack of a better yeah, word. I mean, sure. he's just, the guy's got a low brewing conflict with this one bad rustler mm-hmm. that he knows. Trampus, um, what a great name. Trampus. Trampus. Tramp, I thought it was Trampas. Is it Trampas or is it Trampus? Ah, is I just, say, just I like just say an Trampus. Anglo dude? Okay, yeah, yeah, I, I, I wasn't sure about that one. I wasn't sure whether I was supposed to, uh, whether <laughs> there was a Latinx read on the character. I, there and, wasn't, no? wasn't okay. for me. That would, right.
1: be a, that would be a bad read if it was.
0: If, well,
1: he, he's kind of a jerk and, you know.
0: Well, you could be bad and be, you know, Latin. I mean, there there are Latin people that are bad. There are some that are good. But he would be, of course, the, he'd only, be the only, only one Latin in the. Yeah, the he Latin. would be the. And, be the evil and we guy. know the natives. Yeah. The natives uh, don't get portrayed terribly well. No, they don't. There's this low grade conflict with him. They have some sort of Western adventures. I don't know. I mean, what are some of the things? There's some sort of anecdotes that happen. Yeah. There's a lot of these kind of hokey, countrified anecdotes, right, where the guy's really good at avoiding conflict and establishing his dominance through. Cranking people essentially, like <laughs> tricking them, like tra- right. telling tall tales, like lots of stuff that frontiers people are supposed to be good sure, at.
1: Yeah, but he's just—he's a, a really good cowhand, right? Or really good cowhand. Cow yeah, really something. good leader yeah, of men. Leader of men, you know? men
0: right? Uh, he essentially falls in love with this woman. There's a, like a brewing romance between them that goes on for years mm-hmm. within the span of the novel. It takes up maybe the middle portion of the book. Yeah, we can—we'll t- talk about it. It's very difficult to understand the way this romance comes yeah. together. Um,
1: courting was definitely different back courting then. Courting was definitely he, he different. You didn't swipe left at all and then just go no. make a booty call you. No. No, it was way more <laughs> you complicated. You had to bide your time, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you could uh, be half dead in someone's house uh, for <laughs> weeks on end <laughs> yeah, without there right. being any romantic content well, I think I, I
1: think you kiss once.
0: Right, And finally, then pass out. Finally, yeah. And then th-
1: a couple of things. Right. So the Virginian, that's the main, that's the protagonist of the story, right? right. Trappist is the antagonist, probably the main antagonist. There's a few others. Yeah, sort of kind the of antagon- Native people,
0: sort of the West in general theres uh, is a bit of an antagonist. Oh, gosh.
1: What is that guy's name? Uh, Shorty. No, not Shorty. The guy that beats horses.
0: Balam, Balam. 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 Whatever. I don't know. Balam. <laughs> yeah, Balam, Balam, Balam. 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 Balam.
1: A few antagon- antagonizers, I guess. So the Virginian is the archetype cowboy good guy cowboy yeah okay and what makes this novel what it is why is it why is it considered a classic because this is the first appearance of the archetype okay
0: in a novel in a novel well that, prior that to this we can trace
1: prior to this he had dime store type right. of cowboy blood, type blood thunder epics about right. Kit carson and guys yeah. like that and there's doc Holliday and stuff like that right. but this guy this guy's qualities are he's tall dark and handsome. right he's brooding mm-hmm. he's quiet right he's wise though not educated a uh, strong and powerful leader natural leader huh. uh, i said quiet you know man of few words it's like a man's
0: man, man's Does, man. a man's well, got to do what a man's got to do in a kind of mentality. he just
1: innately knows how to do everything right had right. a lasso and he and he can do right. it better than anybody else you know he exactly. can lasso and, yeah. and shoot and just do everything that you that you need to do but he's also he's also loyal he's uh, chivalrous he's yeah. morally upstanding yeah. okay He's enterprising.
0: There's some hinting that he's got a darker past in terms of his moral. Well, like he used to gamble. Well, there's, but he's
1: there's he's, he has there, that
0: last conversation with the narrator towards the end, and he's talking about how they got to topics of sex. And I was like, wait, what? Did you just <laughs> write the? Did you just write sex in this book? Because this book is so yeah. chaste all the way through. Right, right. I was like, what do you? Go back to that. What are you talking <laughs> about? Like, right. Where were they going with that? But anyway, yeah, I um, I,
1: don't, I don't know, but I I think. It Slightly hints, more it, dissolute. Well, it hints youth, that, he, that he's been around because he left home at fourteen, and by the mm-hmm. time he was twenty, he said he he
0: so was he fourteen when he left his yeah, home. Yeah, okay, like
1: and and he'd been to like all the states. So what year? Know, this
0: takes place in the eighteen seventies to start. Is that about right? I'm trying to remember what I uh, thought it
1: was the eight eighteen eighties. Could thought,
0: be, could be, maybe. He says his father and his three older brothers were in the Civil War. Okay, he fought in the Valley in sixty four. Okay. But I think he so was too been, young to have been, fought in so the could, Civil War. Could it Could be
1: set in the 70s then. Yeah, you're right. 1870s. Yeah.
0: I don't I, I'm not 100% sure, but yeah. it's not too lo- They don't talk about the Civil War a lot. That's I think the only time it really comes right. up, except they call him Jeff. Yeah. Which is supposedly for Jefferson Davis because right. he's well, Jefferson Davis is not from Virginia, but I know whatever. the South just, yeah. I
1: think there's just this broad South. Yeah, realm.
0: maybe. Maybe that's which is strange because you would think right. a lot of those guys out there on the frontier would have been Southerners. Right. I mean, just because of how people would have ended up after the war. Yeah, I think they would have drifted right. out. But I don't know. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of these um, anecdotes at the beginning. I mm-hmm. mean, that just there's there's what's the the one with the one with the bed when they first get yeah. to the town.
1: So he plays a trick on on the uh, traveling salesman where right he says well he bet Steve his friend
0: Steve um, is that the same Steve that ends up at the end of the – I didn't rip catch Steve. that yeah, I didn't rip. catch that okay uh, so he bets Steve oh that's sad yeah.
1: Uh, like ten dollars or something like that, or twenty bucks. I mean, it was a sizable amount mm-hmm.
0: yeah. that
1: he's gonna he's gonna have a bed to himself by the end of the night, right? right? All the beds were taken, and they usually slept double. Which I was like, oh, well,
0: okay. No, no, that's normal. You um, hear that about the frontier and uh, Abraham Lincoln sharing a bed with people, and modern people put like a queer spin on that. Like, <laughs> right, that's, that's right. not what that is. That's yeah. just what people just, did. Yeah. The last day.
1: and uh, and so he's sharing the bed with this traveling salesman, convinces the guy that that he has these nightmares in the middle of the night. And uh, not to touch him if he has a nightmare because he'll get up and, and, right. and, knife, him. <laughs> him. Yeah, and knife him. Shoot him. Yeah, stab him or something, yeah. And so the, uh, the salesman, you know, leaves, takes off with, you know, basically in his boxer shorts and everybody laughs at him. And that was a big prank. I, I really got tired, immediately tired of the, you'll never guess the genius of this guy. This yeah. guy is the greatest genius in the entire world. And guess what he said.
0: Scaring and, a guy into not being in the bed. Right. Should be three paragraphs. Okay. Right, that goes on for twelve pages, yeah. fifteen pages, well, just, just like just just, a, just talking a, about it. The whole just a, town has a party because it's such a great, <laughs> it's such a right. great joke he plays just on him. Just like. a
1: pithy retort. He had the the most eloquent, you know, speech and blah blah blah. I mean, the, the yeah. narrator just fawns over him. Yes, gushes, and I think builds him up a bit too much because he he do a prank and it was kind of like,
0: wah wah wah. Yeah, it was very <laughs> wah wah. Yeah. Right, there's but, a but then again
1: but then again you got to look like. Would I read this in 1902 and be like, oh, my God, that's the cleverest thing. I, I couldn't have come up with that.
0: Maybe this was serialized. I don't know. Oh, I've noticed sometimes. No, no yeah. it was.
1: Yeah, this was, this was taken from – it was like Harper's Magazine. Yeah, that makes York sense Post because sometimes
0: yeah. the way things come together in a 350-page novel that was serialized yeah. is there's a lot of long-winded stuff where you're like, is this really worth <laughs> yeah. it's really worth 20 pages here? Right, like, right. is this a story about a, a hen? Yeah. That just goes on yeah. and on and on. You're like, I, I was Is flipping. It I was, I was like, flipping Amy or em- my. Emily. Emily the Emily hen. Emily the hen, yeah. That's just, you know, crazy hen. And that never goes anywhere. It's just an anecdote. And it must have filled up one issue the of Harper's. Stupid. Thing you
1: know. just dies, just plops, That's dies. That's it. Yeah, That's so it.
0: A, yeah crazy that, hen. Okay. That, yeah, doesn't know how to lay eggs. And right. I don't really know what else to say about <laughs> I that. I don't know either. The amount of words I'm using to talk about that. Is the appropriate amount of words right. to use? Have
1: we stopped talking one right Wister.
0: now? Owen Wister <laughs> did not. Uh, did Owen Winbag. Owen Winbag. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Owen Bluster. <laughs> Owen Bluster. Right. Yes. Exactly. But
1: uh, yeah, he did. He did a lot of that. But you know, I mean, I don't know. So if this is the first, and and we're going to talk about this in a little bit, okay. controversy. But if if this, controversy, is a, okay. if this is the first true like Western novel, right, um, outside of dime store stuff, then the very Pedestrian things would seem novel to these people, pardon the pun, you know, to the readers of 1902, because before that it was nothing but outlandishness, right? So it's it's you're starting the book in the middle of a gunfight with Doc Holliday and Wyatt Earp and all this other stuff. I mean, that was the novels before; they're very thin, oh yeah,
0: yeah dime store yeah. things. But, like na- but now it's fiction from the yeah, 1890s. Yeah. But now it's yeah.
1: mundane stuff. It's like starting a fire, smoking a pipe. Talking about the distance behind you and how you know things just always seem close in the desert. Well the descriptions
0: of the landscape and the and the emptiness of the wilderness and stuff I get. But like yeah, that yeah. would have been an Eastern reader would have been like on the edge of their right. seat. They would have been like, whoa, what is this? But place it's just that the I'm stuff
1: that that, but, that would seem so foreign, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Because
1: they didn't have Western movies, they didn't have no. any Western Nothing but the dime store stuff, which was all the fantastic stuff, right?
0: Yeah, it was more like superhero stories. Yeah, it's like exactly. Kit, Car- Kit Carson defeats right. twelve natives, yeah. or, uh, you know, Indians all, all on his own. and right. that's what happens. He's just Captain America. Yeah, exactly. You know. Right, that's very different. This and, is and so this, this is, is like a like almost like a bourgeois novel set in the West. Almost, it, has, it has Western yeah, moments, almost. but there's other things. But it's
1: stuff like like you'd think like, but it, it is that mundane stuff that nobody would have had, right? They wouldn't have known anything about ropes and. And yeah. and barbed wire and horse. I mean, they wouldn't but have known stuff like that.
0: Who everybody knows what a hen is. The hen
1: aside, <laughs> okay. Aside from the hen, I'm talking about the it. big
0: party. I'm
1: thinking. I'm thinking about like the the very first act, pretty much when right. they're when they're riding from Medicine Bow to Sunk Creek, right. right? Which takes place over like two friggin' chapters. Yeah, you know. But
0: it's it's so mundane. Two hundred and sixty three miles yeah. that that they said, and I was like, imagine
1: it's like five days. I think it's probably. just
0: it's because the railroads. Basically, just go across the bottom of Wyoming, where there's yeah. you can go through that pass. Near well, there's Laramie. a great
1: northern though. wasn't that on top. It was. I don't, on top I don't of think it.
0: that was there yet. I think oh. that got opened up um, like after the wars against the Lakota. I think okay. I think they were trying to push railroads and stuff up there, and that's what yeah. led to Little Bighorn. Essentially, oh, like okay. like they were putting eh, forts maybe, up there, yeah. and some of the forts would get attacked. Right. And, so I think they, they went across Southern Wyoming, which is like where I'm saying those places like yeah. Rock Springs and Cheyenne and Laramie, that's all you can kind of get through there. And they
1: had another 260 miles to and ride. And
0: 263 yeah. miles north. So Sun Creek must be, I think I looked it up and it is somewhere in Northern Wyoming, in of North Central Wyoming and the Rockies. So yeah, so it's a long way that they have to go to right. open it up. But um, what I'm saying
1: is like the, the, all of those things that we take for granted uh-huh. now, right? Um, because we've seen Westerns, we've, we've. You know, I've never, I've actually never read a Western. Well, I've read a few, oh, maybe. I, but, I've read a few, actually. But never like, I'm not like a Zane Grey or Louis L'Amour fan or anything like that. I, I
0: thought about that when I was reading this. I, It's not a genre. If you were like, what genre do you like? I would never think of Westerns. Right. Same here. But I've read a couple Louis L'Amour's. I've read Zane Grey.
1: Although. I've read a couple Star, others. Star Wars, a we- Star Wars is a Western. Right? Well, but I
0: enjoy the Westerns that I've read. Right. They're good books. You just, I don't you, know why I don't read You more take of them. this, like, I mean you
1: could take any western and put like, you know, blasters in their hands instead. Pretty much, and yeah. Put them out in space, right? Well,
0: they had that sequence in the latest Boba Fett show where the guys just dressed like Angel eyes oh, from yeah. Yeah. The Good the Bad and the Ugly and he uh-huh. walks, you know, and he's yeah, you yeah. know, he's got the big broad-brimmed hat and everything. Which they already
1: did in The Mandalorian. They had a they had a, yeah. an episode of. Yeah. Uh, and then uh Sor- or yeah, well, serenity was yeah, living, definitely, yeah. but right. uh, that whole thing the post-Civil was civil war yeah, thing. And that it, whole yeah. thing was 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 western. But in yep, any case,
0: absolutely. One of my friends lived in Telluride mm-hmm. and invited me to come out and go to a bluegrass festival one you got time. You've got some
1: very well healed friends, my friend.
0: This guy, this guy is actually well healed, but I don't in general. He's he li- he invited minute. me to come out and visit him in Telluride mm-hmm. Telluride for the bluegrass festival, mm-hmm. and I was like, fine, yeah. So I went, and it's like. They start playing the bluegrass, and you're like, oh, it's such good music. Like, why don't I listen to this more? And then the second song comes, and you're like, oh, because it's exactly the same. It's really not a lot <laughs> right. of very – it's oh, beautiful right. music, but it's just – it's. this is what I think about it's Western. sort of, it sort of says – You read a Western, thing, and you're yeah. like, this is great. Why don't I read more of this? And then you pick up the next book, and it's like oh, indistinguishable from right. the last thing yeah. you read because it's a pretty narrow genre. Well, it's, 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 it's just the, It's the tropes it's from tro- this. Tro- yeah. It's it's the, the, you are still,
1: still using it, yeah. It's
0: the man who always knows what he's doing. Yeah. The way Indiana Jones is, Indiana Jones, uh, somebody's talking about that, he just always knows what to do. Right. It's just kind of the way he is.
1: He's inventive. Don't don't
0: go into the light. (laughs) How does he know that? How does he know how traps work in ancient Mayan temples or or Incan temples or whatever that is? Yeah, I wrote a, a note asking whether he had a name. It wasn't until about Fifty pages from the end, where I was like, somebody calls him Jeff. Jeff I was right. like, okay, so he does have a name. Yeah. Right? I wasn't Maybe. sure if that got mentioned early about
1: some of the other characters. You've got the narrator, who uh-huh. we really don't know a lot about. We're just kind of guessing. We do know that he was that uh, that the cowboys are making fun of him because he has a starch collar. He mentions like yeah. starch collars don't, don't. Yeah, he's uh, a tenderfoot. Definitely a tenderfoot. Not only that, he's he's you know dressed up like a like a an easterner, right? Right. And uh, then you have uh, Steve, who's a friend of the Virginian.
0: Right who apparently we met at the beginning of the book, and I didn't remember that. And then we
1: met him again at the end of the book. (laughs) Right, Poor Steve. Yes, poor Steve. Steve Steve got his his neck stretched, as they would say. Yes, there's a Um, lynching
0: sequence at the end, um, which I didn't understand at first was like extrajudicial, I guess, because they're building into the history of the— I think they're called the Cattle Wars. Yeah, where people just kind of took the law into their own hands, right? Um, because the courts had been bought out by people that were cattle rustlers, right. and that's what's going on in that sequence. It's not a hundred percent clear until a little bit yeah. afterwards.
1: It was it was the law of the land, and I think the sentence for like rustling was death. It w- it was they oh, would they, they would been, hang yeah. them. You know, it's a matter of convenience. They're out in the middle of nowhere. The closest uh, courthouse is, you know, who knows how far away. They yeah. just got these three guys. Well, and also they've
0: apparently been letting everybody go. Right. Because they were bought out. The courts were bought out. So, and it was, I thought it was interesting because the judge uh, – the, the woman whose name is – Molly. Molly. Mm-hmm. Molly is like confront talking to the judge about Jeff being – the Virginian being involved in this lynching. And she's like, well, what do you think of lynching? And he's like, well, I don't believe in like lynching black people in the South. Right, right. And I was like, well, that's a really it – was, It was interesting. Where did that come they, from? They, like, they, you know? Yeah, he
1: draws this paradigm between the two. Yeah. And then he draws a distinction between them saying this one's bad. lynching black people it was very careful the way he said it what he said go back and look at what i there was a whole explanation afterwards so he says he doesn't say anything about it's bad to hang black people he said it's vulgar to make entertainment out of it that's what he objected objects to
0: no he's he draws a distinction between southern mobs going Mm -hmm. and getting somebody out of the courthouse who's going to be hung right between what they're doing here because the guy's not going to be hung, he's just going to get acquitted. Uh, Acquitted, okay. They just acquit these people and send them back out on the street, right. and so he—that's what he's saying—is that because at, fir- at first I thought he was just like being really noble and being like he was just against lynching uh, black people in the South, and then and then he's like, no, the, the thing, no, it's f- they don't need to be lynched because they're going to get killed anyway right. for looking cross-eyed at a white woman or whatever. But I thought it was—I
1: thought it was—he he talks about the vulgarity of making a public spectacle.
0: He does—he does talk about that, but that's and, a separate, and, and that's,
1: that's and that's a big difference yeah. between what they did—they did it in private. Yes, and, and then making that's
0: the Virginian's argument. That's the Virginian makes that oh, argument. Okay. The judge makes the argument about <laughs> Which the is distinction interesting. between So neither one of them really care about Neither one of them the really care that, about, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. At first, I was like, oh, isn't that great? Yeah. This is like against lynching. In 1902, yeah. unfortunately, that's a pretty forward-thinking opinion. You know,
1: I, I think of the first 10 or 15 pages. It tells you the perspective of the writer uh-huh. in about the first 15 pages when they're talking about the salesman. Okay, who are the salesmen? Well, there's the American, there's the Dutch, there's two, the two Jews.
0: <laughs> yeah, but they're both called Jews. <laughs> they're both called Jews. Just because they're salesmen. Right. Yes, right. And, and, but, so we get a dig in at yeah, the Jews. We right. get a dig in, not so much of a dig, but a callous disregard use for used the N people. word a
1: couple, couple of times.
0: It was the same thing with the discussion of the Indians. Yeah. At first... You know some of the you know Shorty's talking about it, and he's like, "Oh, it's just they're just moving from one ground to the other to visit friends. There's nothing to worry about. Yeah. You don't need to be afraid of of them or anything." Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Oh, okay, so that's yeah. a pretty." That's exactly what I thought you I was, I was exactly the same. And then and then as it soon goes as, downhill. Yeah, and then and then as soon as they run into some some natives,
1: <laughs> yeah, they become bloodthirsty. just go killers. for them,
0: kill them, for, try to kill them for no reason. Which like, again
1: was that is that tropey? Is that just one of the tropes? You know,
0: I think that's something that was in the mind of. Americans on the frontier, like going back to date, like to Jamestown. Yeah, I think I don't know how much of it was true, but I think people were always afraid. There was 250 years of that of just yeah. when the Saratoga campaign. Yeah, um, the British made the mistake of using some uh, Indian uh, irregulars to go along with them and. A story got out that the Indian irregulars had murdered a white woman in her cabin, mm-hmm. and it was the reason so many Americans showed up to join the army to fight against the British and won the oh, Battle of Saratoga. Yeah. It was yeah. like it was like the one thing that you could count on to just stir people up everywhere. Well, I think
1: also the I mean the French used Native Americans heavily. Yes, yes, uh, that was before the French Indian yeah, War, right? Yeah. Which
0: was another thing yeah. that the British could easily say: these French they're coming after you, and they're using the Indians yeah, against exactly. you, and it, that's brought everybody out with their musket. Mm-hmm. So I think this lurked in the minds of white settlers yeah. for the first couple centuries of America, right. true or not. I don't, well, I, don't think it, I don't think Owen Wister had to explain why the Indians were trying to kill this guy. Because yeah. in my mind, I'm like, what are they doing? Why do they, well, they, they want to kill this dude? Yeah. It's just yeah. a guy walking along with his horse. Right. I think in his mind, he's just like, see, although, Indians although, see a white guy? They try to kill him. Although you know, there's, a, there's it's like there's running a, into a bear or a wolf. I think we talked
1: something. about the book, like Empire of the Summer Moon. Um, uh, yes, that's the, Cherokee, the one about right? the Comanche. Oh, Comanche rather. And, and they, they were pretty unhappy with being on the reservation, and they, they would often yes. leave and go yeah. do what they used to do. Yeah. Uh, and the, the Army spent a lot of time rounding them back up and saying, yeah. get back to the reservation.
0: Yeah, that, that part of it's true yeah. in this region, definitely. Yeah. It, was, it was a question of trying to put the Lakota, Cheyenne, the Arapaho, mm-hmm. everybody onto reservations, right. and nobody wanted to stay. Wind, yeah. r- Wind River Reservation, for instance, Pine Ridge— not nice places to live. No, of course not. Well, they didn't and give them
1: any food. They didn't give them right. anything they promised. Not to
0: mention really. there was very little ability to keep them on reservations Broken treaties. in those days because yeah. there were hardly anybody out there. They right. just had a handful of—
1: But I think it's also—I think it's it's really his—Wister's audience is— so Wister comes from Philadelphia. Okay. And he, he's, he comes from the— You're
0: the Owen Wister expert here. I know. But he think comes from the very gentrified— He does talk about Philly a couple of times in the book. He's a
1: very gentrified person. His his uh, fan, His dad's a physician— um, oh, I see. Owns a lot of property and so forth in Pennsylvania. Uh, Worcester went to Harvard where he met. He was good friends with Teddy Roosevelt. They became friends in college at the Porcelain Club, which okay. is kind of like their skull and bones uh, from nice. Yale. But,
0: uh, I'd like to go to a party and hang out with Teddy Roosevelt circa 1890. I think yeah, that would be a lot of fun.
1: fun. But the two of them had a lot. They, they were both like infatuated with the West. They both like sure. wanted to go and travel. And they sure. both wanted to learn about the Indians and yep. all other stuff. Uh, so they're a lot alike in that respect. But... Anyway, he comes. That's who he's writing to. He's writing to that audience. You know, he's writing to Easterners mm-hmm. in 1902, and they would have had an idea of the bad Indians already. You know, they would have just had that in their mind. I mean, because that was myth by that point, right?
0: Yeah. Well, but this it, is written 12 years after Wounded Knee, yeah. so I mean, you do not have a lot of resistance right. anymore. This right. is a, a tale of the past. But it's all. But you, you know, have that sort of Eastern. They used to refer to it as like an enlightened mentality mm-hmm. that essentially the best thing we could do for native people was to transition them 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 into being white people. And, you know, their, their day was over. And um, so it's weird that they talk about them. This, I guess what they're trying, I guess probably the mentality is that these particular braves Mm -hmm. that are lurking in the woods and attacking somebody are the ones that we're trying to acculturate away from that sort of behavior.
1: By the way, we're talking about a scene in the book. It's towards the middle end of the book where, uh, he's he's taking some horses back to the Balaam the horse
0: beater Balaam the horse beater leaves him he, for dead basically
1: uh, he's taking some horses back to the to his ranch and
0: uh, you're right it's probably Balaam I don't know why I'm pronouncing it like some character from the Bible <laughs> Balaam I <don't> no. <laughs> it's a double A it's so yeah, weird looking I don't
1: know. anyway so he's taking some horses back to his ranch and uh, and he gets ambushed by uh, by some some Indians Unspecified. All, literally off the reservation
0: I believe um, they talk about Wind River so it's probably Arapaho yeah but I don't really know. They don't, I don't They're, think it mattered to people I don't people think, like yeah, they don't Western. care. They don't care. Yeah.
1: But uh, anyway, so so that's kind of the scene that we're talking about and uh, the Virginian gets gets pretty beat up and uh, shot. Shot, yeah.
0: I didn't catch that. I thought it was an arrow wound at first, yeah. but uh, yeah, he was shot, so. And, uh,
1: and left for dead and then Molly rescues him and that's kind of the turning point, the pivot for her uh-huh. where she decides that she's in love with him and it's, uh, okay, well, let's talk about that then. That, that's a good segue.
0: Uh, it goes on forever.
1: How much would she's, you put up with... <sighs>
0: <laughs> this brought back flashbacks. Did it? It did. My my first, like, serious girlfriend when I was in high school, just, I, the way this woman acts is, is what this girl was like. Uh-huh. It was like everything was up in her head. She had all these ideas and things and, like, the way we could go about dating and stuff. Oh, I just, man, the letters we had to write yeah. to each other and stuff like that, <laughs> and how long I put up with it before finally snapping after like a year and a half. And, like, and just,
1: just for those who haven't haven't read the book, uh right. For the five people that listen to the show, and I know that probably four and a half of you haven't read the book. Uh, so, so Molly is from get New to Half the book. She's from up? New Haven. Is
0: that she's right? She's from Bennington, oh, Vermont. Bennington, Vermont. Thank you. Um, Which I don't – that might be a stand-in for Burlington. I've never heard of Bennington. It yeah. could be a real place. Anyway, but,
1: okay, so she's from Vermont, and she's from a very respectable old colonial family.
0: Which is weird Which, because I've been to Vermont. Yeah. Like, Vermont and Wyoming mm-hmm. have a great deal in common, actually. <laughs> they're kind of cold. They're yeah. mountainous. Like, they're very rural. Like, sort of backwoods. Yeah, I mean, there, there wouldn't have been but I think it, you know, grizzly bears and cowboys. They keep, they, they keep talking about the colonial
1: heritage, though. Yeah. Like, she can trace yeah. her, her family back. To, you know, the Mayflower type of stuff. That's probably right? true, yeah. Anyway, and so they're a respectable family, don't have a lot of money, but they have respect and they have class and right. th- the name type of thing. And and so she decides she's bored and needs so money. So it's a pretty
0: typical story of like a the new man falling in with like a woman who's from a respectable family, but they don't have money anymore. So
1: Romeo and Juliet. No, not Romeo no, Juliet. Not no, not Romeo and
0: Juliet, but... There's stories like that. I can't think of a good ex but it's a it's a common story. Like he, he's the one with all the talent and she's got the name and they bring that yeah. together, you know, and and that's a, a pretty right. sensible match in a lot sure. of ways if you sure. think about it.
1: So she's from she comes down to be the school teacher at Bear Creek, I think it's called. Is yeah. That right? yeah. Yeah. Uh which is in the area of, of, of the Virginians uh, ranch. Yeah. And, of course, he falls madly in love with her, and she didn't want to— Like,
0: immediately, they meet, and he does kind of the Sir Walter Raleigh thing. He kind right. of like—anyway, so he does sort of a thing like that, like saving yeah. her from— Yeah, like yeah, a yeah. chivalrous rescue in the water and right. steals her handkerchief and hangs on to it. Stands
1: up for her when Trampus Stands is up saying, to her, that, yeah. saying that she's, she's uh, good in the sack or something like that. Something and like that, yeah. I didn't quite get it. <laughs> well, nobody
0: could ever refer to anything— <laughs> In any way other than hugely oblique, so All we have right. no yeah. idea what they're talking about. I, I don't about. know yeah.
1: what you're saying, but uh, anyway, so like okay, the, so here's one. It.
0: While before I forget about it, the bit where Balam Balam gets angry at his horse, yeah. gets up on the horse, and then the Virginian's like, and then I saw him do something unspeakable, and then and then he like beats the dude up. I was like, what what did he do to the horse? <laughs> it was unspeakable. Know. I think it I, was. I thought he was like beating. Did he? Did he like molest the horse? <laughs> is that what happened there? Like, yeah. No, I think it. I think it was. I mean, yeah. Would be I would. I thought
1: that. See, I thought that first. I was like, "What was it?" But then I, yeah. re- I reread it. So what happened? I read he, it like three he, times. He beats like the it, crud out of the horse. Okay. And the horse is like, whoa, you know. And plus, the horse is dead, dead tired. <laughs> is this is yeah. Keanu Reeves playing yeah, whoa. His horse. Yeah. <laughs> whoa. <laughs> plus the, the the horse is like you know right. super tired.
0: Sweating they, like a horse. He,
1: he gets up on the horse, rides like six feet, and then the horse just collapses underneath him. Right. I think he was reacting to that, like what he drove the horse to.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Because he beats the crud out of him while the horse is on top okay, of him. Okay, so
0: he says, he looks over and he sees the guy up on the horse looking like he's not paying attention to much of anything, and then suddenly went about his business at some mm. That's the way he refers to it. And then the Virginian snaps and jumps up and beats the dude up. And I was like...
1: What Gods. That's all I could think of was that, that he just, he when, when the horse collapsed, that was the final straw for him. Yeah. Like when he, he drove him to that, and it's just, he just went nuts. I don't
0: know. Might be a little horse uh, molestation going I on. <laughs> I this, don't know. know. We'll I'd, see.
1: I certainly hope not. But, you know, who knows? They were crazy back then.
0: That's true. How do you feel about the spelling of Canyon? It's really weird. <laughs> <laughs> There's a couple of spelling of Cards? Cards? Cards. But that's, okay, so we that didn't that talk the about accent? it. That's the dialect? Uh, okay, that's supposedly the dialect of suh, the Virginian. Suh. I grew up in Virginia, yeah. so I encountered I some people heard who were from He to me once. Well, that's, yeah, well, he's probably, where did he say he was from? He said he had a bunch of Scots Irish ancestry, so probably in Appalachia somewhere yeah, up probably. in the mountains. But he's got this accent that's written down, and it's kyards, comes up. I'm like, kyards? Who says kyards? What, <laughs> what part of earth <laughs> right. is kyards is chiards, not an accent yeah. that anybody in the South, that right. does not represent Southern dialect. In yeah. any way. It's difficult to read. He takes the word you uh-huh. and spells it as Y-U apostrophe. Yeah. And I'm was, and i like, ye? that just reads as you. I think it's supposed to be you. Yeah. Yeah? Ye? I think it's yeah. Why don't I just write Y-E? That's traditional. I don't know. If, I what, don't. Are you, what are you doing over right? <laughs> then you write but Y-E. He,
1: again, he was kind of making it up as he went along. I mean, I don't know.
0: Clearly is what I'm saying. <laughs> clearly, clearly this man is not a dialect coach. Or but I don't under- know
1: if anybody would have, how anybody before him wrote it,
0: though. So... You know the movie train spotting, the book train spotting
1: uh-huh.
0: is like hugely written in Scottish dialect. Yeah. And when you start reading it But
1: that's but that's now though.
0: But it's but what I'm saying is it's so accurate that you start reading it and you're you're doing you're the accent yeah, in your head. I kept trying to do that with this and what uh, was it coming was, out yeah, made it it sounded like nothing it that any yeah, human has know. ever uttered. Yeah. It was terrible I guess he writing.
1: was he was fanatically trying to the way he thought. I don't know. I I, I I'm only
0: he was I writing it phonetically it. the way a Bulgarian might understand the way someone from another part of America, like a Minnesota accent. Right, yeah. It made no sense. Oh, that's was, true.
1: I, I can't defend him on that. No. Anyway, I, I that don't was think difficult. it's
0: defensible. I think, I think that it's, was difficult. Yes.
1: <laughs> first in here. So the first use yes. of smile when you say that.
0: Is that a phrase? I, that, I read yeah. that too. I, uh, smile I think, when I think, you say that. I think
1: John Wayne said that in a, like at least one of his movies, like smile when you call me that or something like that. It's been used before. Sounds
0: like something Rooster Cogbird. Yeah, would right. Say, yeah.
1: Type of thing. Uh, um, but he says it to Trampas when Trampas calls him a son of a.
0: Yeah.
1: He never finishes of that line. Son of a what? I, I, why do they yeah, leave me I, hanging that. like that? And uh, son of a perfectly respectable <laughs> mother. <laughs> son of a person from Virginia.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, and then uh, first duel. This is the first yes, depiction the of a first duel. showdown. The which, first
0: show, not the first which, duel, obviously.
1: Which first, is actually first showdown, I, just, I was like, wait a minute. I mean, why had had happened? No, why? that's
0: in reality. Didn't that yes, Tombstone yeah. Showdown's like eighteen seventy six. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. That, that's so. something like that. But it's wait, but this is the first one in literature, oh. and it's the first like but gunfight. The, but showdown. the dime
1: store, surely the dime store stuff would have had it, right?
0: I think so, but maybe not written that way. But maybe I guess not in a novel. Maybe, maybe not like what this is. Is like when you watch High Noon, mm-hmm. it's two hours, and you're just building up to yeah. this one confrontation. Right. You see it coming. And it's a different kind of showdown. And I, and I, thought, I thought— And I think it's based on—I um, think Mark Twain blamed the Civil War on Sir Walter Scott because of all the ideas of chivalry and stuff like that that were in these books. And this is one of the books that the, that, um, the Virginian gets from his girlfriend, is oh. Kenilworth by yeah. Sir Walter Scott. Yeah. And I was thinking, like, he's probably taking that idea of the duel from, like, the Middle Ages or whatever— and then bringing it into oh, into yeah. Western literature, yeah. and then that's where we get High Noon and the Showdown yeah. and the From Tombstone. There, yeah. The Tombstone thing happened, but probably was turned into a trope afterwards. If you yeah. know what I mean.
1: Well, Tombstone, they I think they came with their guns out already, and they just started blazing. It I at think some each people other.
0: just started shooting each other. Yeah, it but wasn't the, like. But I will say, in the, the, in, the, in the film, it takes them all day to build up to the fight. <laughs> right, and everybody's right, getting ready right, for the right, fight, right. you know.
1: And I will say, the way he wrote it was pretty fantastic. It's good. It's it good. was it was good. such a great scene.
0: The last. 50 pages of the book, the whole bit where they're up in the mountain mm-hmm. uh, going after Trampus yeah. and uh, Shorty. And, yeah. and then the, the showdown, Yeah, I was turning pages. Like, yeah. that was good. That was well written. I enjoyed yeah. that. It was worth, I kept thinking at the beginning of the book, I was like, oh, there better be something good at the yeah. end of this book because yeah. this is tiresome. Yeah. This, this language is tiresome. <laughs> yeah, it really, yeah. Uh, there's just some long-winded, like we, we were saying before the show, we got to talking, which we should never do because we waste we waste intellectual and comedy Be- gold material, doing it that yeah. way. Um, we were talking about there's a pre Hemingway world and there's a post Hemingway world, yeah. and Owen Wister is deeply rooted in the pre Hemingway <laughs> world. In concrete. Where in why why say something in one word when you could use 46? Right. You know, uh, like it's just going on and on. But and the on.
1: Uh, the way he writes the, the duel, though,
0: right? It, it's kind of like
1: when something when you're in a daze and something happens and you just react because that's what he did, right? Yeah, it, it, you don't really know what's happening. It says like the wind moved his moved his shirt, and it's like oh okay. And then the other arm moved all on its own. Uh, suddenly, Tramp, uh, Trampus lurched lurched over, and then you're like oh he shot him. Oh, the
0: actual shooting yeah, goes yeah. by. I had to go back. Yeah, me too. I, read I was, it, like, wait, I was wait. like wait, did the shooting just wait, happen? Because the wi- mine has wind, illustrations. Does your book have illustrations? No. Mine had illustrations, and there was like a li- like a lithograph of dead Trampus. And I was like, wait, the Trampus, <laughs> where did I, how did
1: that happen? And, and it's like, but the wind moved his arm. I'm like, oh, the bullet grazed him.
0: Uh, like, that's he said, because yeah. he, he says the bullet must've gone close to yeah. my arm. Is that what yeah. that meant? because okay, the wind, it, yeah. he's
1: like, the wind moved his shirt suddenly. And then he's like, suddenly the other arm, all on its own accord. So it's like he's like in a daze, doesn't know what's happening, and right. just thwa- you know just reacted. Right, shot him twice, which I thought was cool. I think yeah. he shot him when he was on the ground.
0: I mean, if you have a revolver, why not fire multiple yeah, times? Right? Why why like shoot once? Yeah, hope you killed him. <laughs> Look around. Oh, I'll shoot again. Yeah, I'll shoot know. again. But I, 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 I thought don't it, I thought
1: I thought it was really I thought the way he did that was pretty cool. That yeah. was
0: no, it's a good bit. I, I enjoyed all that. That was that was well written. It was like he had to go through with it. He had to go through with the showdown because he couldn't mm-hmm. be seen to be a coward. Western trope completely. Because mm. right. in real life, you probably would just like leave, right? If you're going to get killed, maybe, mm. why would you? But it's all that Sir Walter Scott stuff. Yeah. That's why he's a Virginian, probably. probably has like that chivalrous code. Yeah. That was definitely right. something right. that people believed about the South more so than other people. It's just a thing that goes through Westerns. Right. It's just that idea that a man's got to do what a man's got to do. Right. And you got to have that showdown, even though it meant the girl he waited three years. Yeah, he had with. to walk out on her yeah then he had she was like it's it's me or this gunfight he's, he's like i'll like, nah. see
1: you <laughs> well in that case i could never it's like see those you t-shirts
0: again. <laughs> you know my wife told me if i buy another baseball card she'll leave me boy I am i gonna her. miss her yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a bit where um what is the animal oh he's talking to the narrator and and the, the Virginian's being really quiet and then suddenly shoots, oh, shoots a and rattlesnake. Kills. yeah and i was like that is in so many things yeah like in predator when the guy's talking to him and he just goes over and stabs the scorpion. Well, that, next that's moment. a Temple of Doom. It's in, uh, yeah, it's in Temple of Doom yeah. with the snake coming yeah. down next to her. Yeah. yeah, there's a whole bunch of stuff. It, yeah. I was thinking about that. There's yeah, a million all examples of, of, stuff. of.
1: All right, so let me tell you about the controversy. So this is. Okay. So we're calling this like the first Western, true Western novel, right? Okay. Uh, feminist histori- uh, historian. Okay. One disputes that and uh, says that there is a, a book called The Administratrix which okay. is pu- published in
0: 1889 by a woman. S- silly Clint. Administratrix is for kids. <laughs>
1: right. Uh, by, by a female writer named Emma Gant Curtis, who uh, lived in Colorado. Now, I'm going I'm to read you the summary of her book. Okay. 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 Now, remember, this is an academic whom you know, I am an academic uh, as well. That is a true uh, statement. Although I am not a feminist historian. And her position is that this book is actually the very first Western novel. Okay. Mary, the novel's protagonist, is a schoolteacher who moves from Indiana to Colorado. So it's basically like taking Mary's point of view, right? Sure. She falls in love with a cowboy named Jim, who is a vocal advocate for women's rights.
0: Wait. Do you know where the first place in America where women could vote was? Huh. Wyoming. Oh, I didn't know that. Right around this time, actually, weirdly okay. enough.
1: When Jim is murdered, Mary cross-dresses as a cowboy okay. in order to find his killers and get revenge. Okay. This novel is the first outside-of-the-dime novel tradition to feature a cowboy as the main character. According to this particular academic, would you agree?
0: I, I'd have to read it or know what it was on that, I think that, that, that's like a historical argument. Based on that, based on to, that summary? Um, yeah, sure.
1: I don't know because it's, it's from, it does, a, it's but it from a different perspective, though.
0: It, it's from a different perspective, and it sounds like a, I don't think it would have a lot of the tropes that we'd be looking for. Th- this right. is so – I mean it could be – that could be a historical fact that that comes yeah. before it and it is a yeah. Western novel. That's fine. But this one I think – is the like the germ of so many things that we see in western films and books going you know going forward i mean there's mm. just a, just a lot of things you're talking about somebody who used to be in the civil war and now they go and they move out west and now they're better than everybody else and that's the one thing you always notice about these guys in these cow- these westerns is that they can afford to be such a good guy because they're so much better than everyone else mm. like the virginian can be super Genteel and super cool when people are messing with him because like he knows he'll always win the fight if there's or a fight. Or
1: everybody else is completely stupid.
0: Right. And right. <laughs> he's
1: a, kind of the one shining light bulb in the, in the pack. But right? I,
0: used to, I used to always think about that with these, it, with these kinds of things. It's like you couldn't afford to be such a tough guy mm-hmm. if you weren't just better than everybody. So it's like you're blessed. It's like some kind of weird, like privileged situation where you're like, well, I'm the best in a fight, so I can be the cool guy. Toshiro Mifune and the Samurai movies. Samurai is a genre very much like the Western, right? right? They're right. very you can plant one on together. Sure. It's like an older ideal of masculinity and that, that got Japan into trouble in the twentieth century. How so? <laughs> well, <laughs> well, some some bad things happened to them. Should they I did some bad re- things I should go read
1: Wikipedia people. about
0: Japan. You should. You yeah, should, yeah. Okay, you should. There's a thing yeah. called uh, W-W-I-I that didn't go very well wee. for the Japanese. Um, hmm, I have a wee. But I think it's yeah. kind of, it's it's similar to the American fascination with Westerns because it's this old idea of how a man should behave. Right. Really doesn't have anything to do with how a man should behave in 2022. Or, or. But it's fascinating. Or how a
1: man really be really behaved because right. it's just romantic- nobody
0: really ever acted it's, that it's way it's romanticizing yes,
1: exactly you know the it's the concept or the myth of it
0: right? right samurai movies never show a samurai slaughtering peasants for no reason which they did which all the time which is a thing that they did yeah, they because did they could the there was no right. check on their power yeah. and and we don't see a whole lot of the virginians not uh I mean, he does admit to some of the wild living, the whoring and the gambling and stuff like that. There's a little bit of it. What about the whoring? Well, no, that's what I'm saying. When he's talking to the guy about sex later in the book and he's like admitting that he was wild, even the narrator's like, well, go back to that. (laughs) Expound upon that. (laughs) Sure. We should probably talk about the relationship with the narrator. The narrator, is it just me or is he totally gay for the Virginian? He's certainly— I don't think that's intended by Owen Wister, but when I'm reading it— if I'm hanging out with Clinton, I'm just going on and on about how handsome well, you are. Well, and every once in a while, gosh, you every yeah. once in a while you smile, and I'm like, oh, his smile—I've never <laughs> seen anything like it. It's not the way a straight man talks about another man. But he, he
1: always say, "If I was a woman," he always. Says I don't that. say that about other guys. <laughs> I
0: don't say, "If I was a woman," ooh, the way he smiled would have just melted my britches. Right, right. I, I don't, I don't, don't talk that? that way. No, oh, I don't think that way. I guess or it's talk just, that way. M- it's, just n- n- it's, never, just it's just you. It's just I, you. Did I say? I didn't say it's that. Just you. I'm going to steal some ice. Here. Whoop, that was mostly water. Whatever. There you go. You can have the last of the ice. It's good whiskey. I'm whiskey. enjoying it's the very whiskey. very
1: good whiskey. So uh, you want to know about Owen Wister?
0: Seems like I should know more about it. You know what the saddest part Actually, of the book I'm is, a, by I'm, the way? Actually, I'm
1: going gonna, I'm gonna to save that for, for our biggest surprise
0: stuff. Biggest surprise. Yeah. Okay.
1: What's the saddest part of the book?
0: Saddest part of the book is when poor Shorty has to sell Pedro the, the, uh, the horse. That, was, that kills you, doesn't no, it? Shorty, they give you Shorty's whole story about how he was like a kid in Brooklyn and his yeah. only friend was a cat. Yeah. And he has this this woman that took well, advantage of him. Every
1: every his whole life is tragic. nothing so yeah. but tragedy.
0: And then and then Balam like takes his takes his horse and yep. poor Shorty's like crying and like kissing the horse goodbye yep. and stuff. And then and then Balam just kills the just horse. Kills the just horse. Murders. Well, the
1: way you know Shorty he's like, hey, I'm back. I got the money to buy my horse oh. back. He's like, well, you're a day too late. He died yesterday. Oof, it's like yeah. what?
0: The movie No Country for Old Men, yeah. which is like a modern western in uh-huh, a way. Like sure. it's sort of the idea that like if you're not a perfect tough guy get out of the West. You, should, you have no business out here. This is not a country for weak people. Yeah. And that's what Shorty is. I think yeah. it's just like a story of you don't, like, you don't belong here. Yeah. Go be a clerk in an office well, in Brooklyn. I think, you know, I think like,
1: the Virginian said as much when he, he first. Does. He does. He's at, talking, And, and again, at, beginning, the end, and at the end, he
0: kind of reiterates that yeah. about Shorty. And it's just that's what everything bad keeps happening to Shorty. But you look at it and it's like, well, it's because he was weak in this time right. and then he was weak in that time. and. Yeah. You know, he's just not cut out for it. You just don't have the. So, Chrobas Tra- th- is th- never thi- portrayed I was, as being. I was
1: thinking about that. I was thinking. Uh-huh. I was thinking about feeling bad for him, especially with the with the the Balaam part. Balaam. Um, yeah, when, when, uh, so Balaam takes advantage of of uh, Shorty's mental deficit and uh, right. kind of out you know outsmarts him and and tricks him into selling his prized possession, which is his pony. Right. And Shorty says something to the effect of. If he hadn't gone and gambled all of his money away, you know, he'd be fine. Right. Well, that's on Shorty. And I think that's the point. Sure. Is that, you know, life didn't make him this but way. But it wasn't. He gambled. Shorty. But how did he look, who did he
0: lose his money to? to Lost to his money to Trump. Because yeah. Trumpus was manipulating. So clearly Shorty's weakness was he was constantly being manipulated by everybody. But yeah,
1: but he didn't have to start gambling. Right? He, well, he but did, he
0: got manipulated into gambling by this guy that had already basically owned him right. in every yeah, other maybe. way. And,
1: uh, that's, that's a rational way to think of it. But I think, I think it's meant to portray like, uh, you know, your des- you make your destiny type of thing. Like you make your decisions because that's very much how they felt at, at that time. You know, in, in 1902, it was pull yourself up by the bootstraps. I mean, that was very yes, much uh, kind of in the— But
0: I also think that uh, they the thought that, that certain people were people of quality that could do things for themselves. Well, that's certainly true. It was like a meritocracy, in other words. It was like, don't come out to the West if you're the kind of guy that gets led by the nose by other men because that's exactly what's going to happen to you. You're going to end up dead. Your horse is going to be dead. You're going to be dead. Yeah. Shot as a horse thief for no No, reason. Sorry, murdered by one of your horse thieving buddies. Friends, yeah. Uh, It's not even really so much like a question of that Shorty could have applied himself better. It was that Shorty was not fit. Yeah. And that the Virginian is fit for every single purpose yeah. out there, and therefore will yeah. succeed. And the Virginian
1: and recognized that quality. In gets He'd the said girl, you wins
0: the gunfight. Said you don't belong here. Right.
1: You know I don't want to have anything to do with you. Blah blah blah. Did you ever see the, the the TV show The Virginian?
0: No, but I looked up a couple of there. Apparently, there's a couple of iterations of this over the so years. So
1: there's there's a there are a few movies, and I've never seen any of the so movies.
0: Was Bill Pullman or Bill Paxton? I always get those two guys mixed up. Bill
1: Paxton. No. Bill,
0: Bill Pullman, Pullman, Pullman. Pullman. Yeah. Right. Yeah, Bill Pullman. The one from Tombstone. Yes. Yeah.
1: Wait, no. No, Bill Paxton's the one from Tombstone. Bill Pullman's the Independence Day one.
0: Oh, you're right. You're right. You're (laughs) right. Ah, One of these days I'm going to get those two guys. Which one's dead? Bill Paxton's Paxton's dead. Bill Paxton's dead. But
1: there was a TV show. Uh, Now, I know about it. Starring Bill Paxton. (laughs) Starring Bill Pullman Paxton. Okay, right. Uh, It's uh, always on at my in-law's house. So there's a channel, hmm. I don't know what it's called, but there's like a channel with nothing but westerns. My in-laws watch it religiously. That's just yeah. what they have it on, hmm. which I appreciate because it's always going to be kid-friendly, you know?
0: Pretty much. They're it depends gonna, on how modern it well, is. Well, no,
1: think about this. It's totally kid-friendly. They're not going to have any nudity. They're just going to shoot a bunch of Indians. No problems at all. From a certain era. Like you <laughs> wouldn't want to show your
0: kids Deadwood. <laughs> well, that's true. I remember my dad used to yeah, watch Deadwood. And uh, my little nephew, my dad was like watching my nephew when he was a baby. And that seems to be There's, the a, there's a particular word. There's like, a, there's like an opening to the show uh, where there's like a lady naked lifting yeah. herself from the bathtub. I remember my nephew just, whatever he was doing, <laughs> he would drop what he was doing and watch. <laughs> watch that, and I, was yeah. like, I was like, all right, do that. So the
1: Virginia was on from 1962 to 1971.
0: Okay. Well, okay. that wasn't with Bill Pullman then.
1: That was definitely not with know, Bill, that, Pullman.
0: This, Bill Pullman. The Bill Pullman one must have been in the 90s.
1: That was a movie though. Yeah. That wasn't a TV
0: show. Oh, I thought it was sort of a... You know, they used to do, like, a miniseries. Like maybe I, don't was know. I didn't watch it.
1: So they, they changed it up just a little bit. It's the Shiloh Ranch. Trampus is his friend. Okay. In the TV more show. more interesting. I, I get that. Uh, and Steve is also his friend. Right. Trampus is played by a, an actor named Doug McClure. Because I just Fred thought it was McClure. really interesting that, that they kind of deep-sixed the entire book, uh, made Trampus—and I guess it was just because they were recognizable characters or something—
0: well, also start, because this book has about four episodes worth of material. <laughs> <laughs> not that much happens. Well, you know? no,
1: no, it has. It has. I would say it has nine years worth of material, just in the, the dialogue and the narrative and the anecdotes and.
0: Well, if you had one episode, it was just an anthology of how to understand the way this guy <laughs> writes dialect. <laughs> <laughs> just explaining. Well, you
1: can have one episode of nothing. No, this nothing does but not track to any
0: human language that nothing has but ever but existed. Nothing but the bed prank, you know. Yes. Yes, the belly I think that would be the one hand. episode. One whole episode the, yeah. about that hen. The, whole, yeah, yeah, gonna, uh, uh, the frog the story. Head. Ooh, don't get oh, me started frog. on that. <laughs> oh, that frog story was hilarious. Oh. <laughs> but
1: he's such a genius.
0: Yes, what a genius. What, a, what I think – I, I got so many belly laughs out of it. I think you're right. I think the narrator, Sorry, I think the narrator uh, had – Eight pages that were dedicated to I think the, to the narrator the had
1: uh, had more than admiration for this guy. I think you're right. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. He's definitely like – If I make a big – If I come to you and I tell you – for an hour and a half about a frog story uh, some guy <laughs> told me and how handsome this guy was. I think you know what's going on there. Well, Ooh. the worst
1: part about the stupid frog story mm-hmm. is it's a prank that, that he pulls, by the way, dear listeners. And, right.
0: uh, no, this is the tall tale. And it's the tall tale. So, yeah, they have like a tall tale um, telling competition. And, and,
1: and, uh, and uh, he he defeats like mutiny mutiny right. his crew. By, by telling out that, tall by out tall, it's yeah. just totally ridiculous. Okay, so yeah, it's weird. I think generally. it's about time. Biggest surprise.
0: So I knew it was going to be an influential book. I figured it was an early western. I did mm-hmm. not know how seminal this book was. Yeah. Like the, f- the concept that this was the first big showdown surprised me. I really uh, that one caught me off guard. Otherwise, it was pretty much what I thought it was going to be. Yeah. You know, it's old fashioned. It's hokey. But that's okay. You can I can kind of deal with that yeah. in its place. But the the showdown being like the first showdown that ever happened when I read I read the book and I was like, oh, this is kind of like a showdown happening mm-hmm. here. And then when I looked it up afterwards, and they were like first showdown, I was like, okay, that's actually pretty yeah. impressive. Like footnote to the I'm I'm glad I read that afterwards because right. it felt like it might be the first one.
1: I always try to like put myself in to the mindset of somebody in 1902 reading this. Right,
0: trying like, try I, to it's try, so yeah. difficult it
1: is. But like all of this would have been a first to them. All of it, you know? I mean, we're so used to, you know, tall, dark, handsome, brooding, quiet, everything I said about the archetype, right? But but they would have known nothing about it. This would have been completely unique to them.
0: A lot of the time when someone creates something new, Mm -hmm. for instance, you talked about Star Wars, right? The thing that made Star Wars, I think, feel kind of fresh to people were a couple of, like, aesthetic tweaks. But essentially, it was like taking a Western... And applying it to sci-fi and doing mm-hmm. like, what if what if sci-fi and a Western mixed together and this is what it was like? That right. really had never been done before. Right. And I think to some extent, this is somebody thinking like, oh, the American West and all these Blood and Thunder epics, people like the violence and stuff like that. What if I took the works of Sir Walter Scott and duels and like chivalric, chivalric romance I that's and a, I applied that's them to a the great rest.
1: Yeah, that's a great point. And it
0: yeah. gave birth to a new thing.
1: Yeah. That's a great So point. it wasn't
0: entirely new to yeah. people. It was like they could, but it probably came across as very fresh, the way like Star yeah. Wars would have when you first saw it. You would have been like, well, whoa. It, well, there's nothing 100% new in this, but it's coming together in a new way. Especially
1: when like, like imagine like Musk finally settles Mars, right? Okay. We're stuck on Earth. Okay, just imagine we didn't have Total Recall, the the, the docudrama, right. Total Recall.
0: Blue um, sky
1: on Mars. Gohagan, <laughs> <laughs> you got what you want. Give these people air. Um Thank you. Get, was, your <laughs> get your ass to Get your ass to There's this whole frontier out there, and we know nothing about it, or we know very little. Right, and then somebody was getting word
0: back every once. Yeah, somebody, but it could never, we could never be even with Mars. Some, some type of epic for even it. with what happened on Mars, we could never be as starved for information as we would yeah, be, that's true. As they would have been.
1: Well, we have the Martian Chronicles. Who wrote that, Roddenberry?
0: That's Bradbury. Bradbury, Ray Bradbury, Bradbury, the same Bradbury, guy yeah. that the same guy you're not Shane a big fan of, yeah. the guy that the guy that was writing pre Hemingway and post Hemingway times. God,
1: that guy can go on.
0: Yeah, Talk definitely. About you him. know, I was thinking about this whole thing that's going on in Ukraine right now, and I've been kind of trying to follow the news and stuff, and I was thinking it's. It's not like what it would have been if you were in the East trying to imagine what the West was like in 1890 or whatever. But the flow of information is such that I don't know what's going on yeah. there. And it's like I want to know more of what's going yeah. on. And I'm, like, thirsty for information. And it kind of puts you back in the perspective because we need to know, like, almost like real time what's going on there. Like, right. are people starting to shoot each other or are the Russian tanks cross the border? Like the we're sun- hearing all kinds of stuff. We're, yeah. we're recording this on the night of February the 18th. The sun comes up in, in Kiev – in like 30 minutes. Yeah. And the Russians have 190,000 troops poised to go. And daybreak seems like a good time to attack to me. So I'm like, wait, I'm like just waiting to hear that it popped off. Yeah. You know, the biggest war in Europe since Kursk. Uh, I don't know. It's just that the flow of information just makes me feel like sometimes you can't actually be starved for real yeah. information. No, even in the true. 21st century. Even I, today. We won't yeah. know what's actually happening there. Yeah. Till way after it's over.
1: Okay. Not to segue, but I have to give you my biggest surprise. Sure. So there is a line in there mm-hmm. when a narrator has already gone back to New York. Right, it's like chapter four, chapter five, and he's uh, he's he's writing back and forth. He and the uh, and the Virginian are corresponding,
0: writing and letters to each other again. Yeah. And the queer and that. the
1: Virginian says, "I'd like to see you, Poco, presently, as they say in Los Cruces."
0: Oh yeah, did you get that? I do. I do remember him talking about Los Cruces. Los Cruces. Los Cruces. i'd like to says. see you poco
1: oh. presently as they say in los cruces and i hmm. thought and by the way dear dear listeners uh we are in las cruces we so are
0: living in los cruces right so now. I,
1: I i started wondering did owen wister actually ever visit las cruces mm-hmm. and this is what i found he traveled to new mexico from the east coast in 1894 and he stayed with frederick remington do you know who that is the gun guy no the artist oh the artist yeah. yes i do know who that the is. sculptor and painter yeah. Yes, He stayed with his friend Frederick Remington in New Mexico for two years, huh. 1894 and 1895. Where did Remington live? Uh, he lived in a place called, uh, at a ranch called Apache Tejo,
0: okay,
1: which is 12 miles southwest of Silver City, New Mexico.
0: Oh, okay. Southwest. So it's he spent Lordsburg. T- yeah. He spent, that t-
1: way. he spent two years in huh. this area. I had no idea. That's neat. The inspiration for the Virginian was the foreman of the ranch. His name was Dean Duke. Okay. So that's where he So actually got in to. New Mexico.
0: But actually New Mexican, yeah. yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, that is crazy. That's cool. So that was my biggest surprise. I was like,
1: wow, look at that. That's that's kinda cool. I saw that line and I was like, Los Cruces, which yeah. is, it totally did wrong. But um, right. I'm like, huh. Anyway, that was I thought that was cool.
0: Yeah, so. that's neat. It's I foisted. It. You did foist. I did the foisting. Okay, so I, did foist. I um the, you know so, it's, it's, it's so in 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 uh, in my opening statements. Mm-hmm. I would, and I've said some of this before, but uh, the influence of the book—yeah, huge—I think, yeah, think we so. could agree. Uh, deals with a lot of themes that are going to be dealt with it, in the way that uh, somebody said that philosophy is just a series of footnotes commenting on Plato. Mm-hmm. The Western, in a lot of ways, is a series of footnotes commenting on themes brought up in this book, right? And you know, in America in general, and sure, American sure. mindset in general, but uh, the influence is huge. I en- I genuinely. Hundred and twenty years after this book was written, the, the fifty pages there at the end—I was, I was, in, I was into that. That was well written. I, yeah. I, I dug the part chasing the horse. These everything from the lynching actually, uh, up to when he gets back together with the girl and the mm-hmm. honeymoon bit. I could have skipped, yeah, like, with it, whatever. That didn't bother right. me. But like, there's about fifty pages there where I was like, "This is good. I'm enjoying this. This is, this is a fun read." And anything that could hold up that well after a hundred and twenty years. Yeah, I think gets my nod. Ball is in your court, as the foistee. Okay,
1: so that's only fifty pages out of three hundred or something.
0: True. True. I did not say <laughs> this was in the classics of the brevity. Can- but a, but canon, again, but you
1: know. But again, how do you look at these things? Do you look at them in, in you know, from the perspective of where they're from? It's kind of like you know, how do you judge Thomas Jefferson? He owned slaves. Well, be, the it, time, right? it
0: would be wrong to ding this book on how it treats natives, for instance. Right. That's. Right. Not something we would write right. today. We would right. want those to be characters, the human beings. So I guess it would.
1: It also would be wrong to ding it on the prose, writing as the way well. people wrote yeah. back then. But, I mean, right. honestly,
0: we just did H. G. Wells, and H. G. Wells is not exactly choosing his words very carefully. Right. I mean, he's right. talking a lot when he doesn't need to talk that much. That's true. <laughs> you know,
1: I would. You know, I would. I would toast this. Okay. I would, I'll be generous and toast this. I, I think I am being a little bit generous, but just because of the legacy,
0: it's important. Yeah, yeah it's, it, an important it really is. it's an important book. It's an important book, and and. and it's not entirely like boring. I mean, I did I did enjoy the yeah. book in the second half, especially. So. And
1: what's interesting, if, if you think about it, the whole man with no name, spaghetti uh-huh. western thing, was the anti-hero. Right. He was the anti-Virginian. He's not this guy. Yeah, definitely and, and not. Everything this guy. up to to 1964 or whenever that came out, 68, when when they made that something like that, yeah. uh, you know, was was the Virginian, basically yeah, just in a, more the, or less. a different name, you know, Then it came to. Definitely,
0: Warren. the main character in High Noon is this guy. Yeah. But then it came to
1: Blondie, and Blondie, you know, is not yeah. – he, he, he doesn't talk very much. He's brooding and everything yep. else, but he also doesn't have the same morals. He's a little bit no. more, you know.
0: He does underneath, but it's – and we talk, we did this already, but I, I think that character is more like what you'd have to be at least presenting a front of being a bad guy just to survive mm-hmm. in the West. It's true. You know, That's I don't think point. you could walk around like this guy. And, although this version of the West is not as not as bloody and gritty as – what we're see, used to – and I don't know now, what's more real. Now,
1: that's what, it, that's what was I was it wondering. Was it really that bad? I, I was wondering about that because, like, for example, oh. I, I, one of the things I wrote down in my notes was that he didn't really talk about the guns. He just mentioned – Not at all.
0: I said that. I said there's yeah. no technical information yeah. about guns. He, just, he mentions oh, their revolvers. He had a gun. Revolver, rifle. Yeah, he had a gun. Yeah. Oh,
1: he had a gun. He took his gun out. Yeah. Shot this with his gun. But mm-hmm. that was it. You know? Yeah. Now it's like gunplay all the time. Oh, sure. You know, they talk about the type of gun. Well, a lot there of the people know, who would
0: read lots of Western novels would be really into guns. I think we Maybe. Can, yeah,
1: you're probably right. But back then, at the time, probably even in 1902, out West. Guns gu- would
0: have been taken for granted. A yeah.
1: gun was a tool. Yeah. It was like a hammer. It yeah. really was like a lasso or something like that. You used it to kill a snake or kill right. a coyote or whatever, you know. It, well, it, I'll tell it you, was.
0: it's far more like that here even today yeah. than like where I grew up. Mm-hmm. Somebody having a gun in their house where I grew up would have been like, Big deal. What is going on? Why do you have a gun in your house? You know, like, anyway, uh, so you're toasting. I am toasting. All right. So here it comes. Cheers. There you go. Toasting the Classics has Certified the Virginian by Owen Wister. You are safe to read it. You are safe to read it. You're safe to read it. Expect a, I wouldn't say a slog. It's not that bad. Mm -hmm. But expect the second half to be the best part.
1: You know how they have banned book lists? Yeah. We should try
0: to get certified. Just banned the first eight. No, certi- the, cert- the frog story. <laughs> yeah,
1: well, that too. No, we should, we should try to have some certified list from oh, us. Yeah, yeah sure. Know, so yeah. that people can, uh, can, can go and this read This one will books.
0: be part of understanding the Western as a book. This one would be yeah. a fairly entertaining read in the second half. And it's 120 years old, so if something that old still entertaining, I say go ahead and read it. Yeah. That's, that's worth something. So well, I, I, think, I think we're done for the week. All right. We'll see you next time. We don't know. It's know. It's up to you, it's and it's a film.
1: It is a film. You ready? What is your film? The Jazz Singer.
0: Really? Okay. First talkie. Okay, the first talkie. Is that Al Jolson? Al Jolson. Okay. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I've Sounds never
1: i never seen it. Bad legacy. I know that because of, of the the black There's a little bit of minstrel-y yeah, minstrel y feel to it. Okay. Blackface okay. Stuff. I have never seen it, so I don't know. But uh, but it, Wait, it, isn't
0: it, Al Jolson black? No. No.
1: no. Okay. Very, very All right much <laughs> well there you go. <laughs> very,
0: shows what I know. Very much Biggest so. surprise of the movie. <laughs> Turns <laughs> yeah, out before we Mr Jolson is not an African American. That's right
1: uh so, so uh yeah i think that's uh 1927 1928 something like that
0: it's around the same time as steamboat Willie. <clears throat> but it changed changed history okay it changed okay uh, well, right. Made history right? that's interesting i have not i have selected my free choice but i'm not going to tell you yet. i'm not going to tell you on air okay so all right we are done see you next time on toasting the classics peace out peace that's it for episode 46 of toasting the classics for those playing along at home Look at your podcast queue to see what we'll be drinking next week while we talk about the world's first talking picture, The Jazz Singer. If you'd like to get in touch, please send us an email at toastingtheclassics at gmail.com. Send us show ideas, comments, complaints, and let us know how long you'd wait for an indecisive school teacher to heed your advances. Check out my blog at theattractivenuisance.com and follow us on Twitter at attractive nuisance. Our music was written by Michelle MacArthur. See you next time on Toasting the Classics.